You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. What's going on, Pirate Nation? Welcome in to the Sports Objective. East Carolina football spring practice wrapped up on Saturday. Uh, here we are about 48 hours out, and I'm taking a look at the 2023 Pirates and very excited to be discussing East Carolina football with a few Pirate letter winners. Uh, first, welcome in our own uh, Matt Semenza. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, Bubba, and uh, excited uh, to catch up with Brandon and Gary today. It's always nice to uh, catch up with some, even though I didn't have a chance to play, you know, during the same era with these guys, it's always nice to catch up with some uh, some former players and uh, looking forward to getting your guys' opinion on, on the current ECU football team. We'll start off um, bringing in former East Carolina running back from the Skip Holtz years, uh, Brandon Simmons. Brandon, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I truly do appreciate the invitation. Um, anytime that I get a chance to, to catch up with you guys, it is all love all the time, man. I'm very excited about being here. Yeah, we appreciate your time. I mean, you've been on the show as well as Gary uh, multiple times, but it, it has been a while. I'm looking forward to talking some Pirate football with you and and now uh, bringing a guy who uh, certainly you know, uh, went through some interesting times during his Pirate career, as we were discussing off the air, uh, but he played for Coach Steve Logan and then also John Thompson as well as Coach Holtz. Uh, welcome in, uh, Gary Freeman. Appreciate the bubble. Uh, good to be with, with the homies, man, Matt, Brandon. Uh, so it's good to be here. Uh, always a good time when we're able to talk Pirate football, man. So definitely uh, excited to be here. So, uh, unfortunately, Matt and I were unable to attend on Saturday. Um, Matt lives up in Connecticut, and then I'm in the greater Charlotte area. Had stuff going on with the kids and so forth with it being Easter weekend. But um, you know, I, I know you guys were there at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. So, we'll start off with, uh, with you, Brandon. You know, what were your thoughts on uh, what you were seeing on, on Saturday afternoon? Well, 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 first things first um... – you know, the weather was an issue to not just, you know, Greenville, but to North Carolina as a whole, South Carolina included. Um, but despite the weather not being ideal, I was very, very impressed with the enthusiasm, with the energy, with the attention to details that I saw on both the offensive and defensive side of the football. Um, you know, hard hits on defense. Um, sacks on defense, pass breaks up, breakups on defense, great form tackling, good open field tackling, okay? On the offensive side, power run game. Receivers were making difficult catches in the elements. Quarterbacks were making good throws. Um, I was very impressed with the overall um, effort from Saturday. And Obviously, when Coach Mike Houston and staff took over in December 2018, there were a lot of deficiencies uh, within the program. Um, you, you mentioned the, the running game. Um, Pirates had really struggled running the football, and we were deficient in the in the trenches. 
and Coach Shank and this staff has recruited very well, and they've assembled uh, some nice pieces there along the offensive line. You know, what, what was your thoughts in, on where the Pirates have been and uh, where they are now, Gary, um, especially as it pertains to that physical style that Mike Houston staff love to employ? Yeah, man, it was it was actually really good for, uh, I guess you could say, you know, like the hogs up front because that's where my eyes were kind of glued. Um, I'm really, I'm really grateful in terms of I feel like we have really good size, um, guys who are actually um, putting their work off the field, um, and you know, just in terms of just conditioning and things of that nature, um, just because I know that's a real uh, big part of it for the big guys. Um, the spring ball can be a little bit monotonous or redundant in, in certain areas, um, but you know, you need that technique work, and you know, you need to be in shape in a sense. So. Um, given the conditions, man, I was I was I was really impressed in terms of just how both sides, looking at the offensive line, defensive line, um, how they just how they held up. You know what I mean? Like in in the in the elements and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, being a former center, you know, good snap, <laughs> um, and you know, putting the, getting the ball where it needs to be. Um, so that's always a plus um, in terms of when we're looking at or thinking through turnovers and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, man, I, I think it was, it was really cool just to kind of see because Shank was the one that recruited me um, out of Virginia. So the fact that he's actually back around the program, I just kind of know the mentality. Uh, we, I used to always say you got to learn how to tread the waters of Shank. So it's kind of like one of those things where um, you can tell those guys are kind of, you know, like nized up or, um, you know, they have that mindset in terms of, Protections and schemes, and even with the new uh, O-line coach in, um, you still have just that tenacity there that you can see, um, even in a cold, wet day like that. So usually that's when, uh, you know, the big guys, we kind of carry our own insulation anyway. So, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're all right sometimes. But um, I, I was really, really pleased with that, really pleased with how uh, they came out and attacked today. Yeah, before we get more specific about some of the personnel and so forth, um, you know, obviously – each of the three of you on the screen are, are East Carolina football letter winners. Um, and so with that being said, you know, before we talk about the here and now and the 2023 Pirates, you guys um, know um, the unfortunate flight of the program from 2016, 20, uh, all up through uh, that, that era going into Mike Houston's uh, first year there in 2019. The program has shown steady improvement under Coach Houston. Um, first year, uh, won four games. But then, even though you only were three and six in year two, the, the COVID season, um, you really were very close to winning five games. You had the game stolen from us literally out at Tulsa by the officiating. And um, you saw improvement there. But really, the last two seasons, the Pirates have gone to combine 15 and 10 back to back bowl bids, even though we weren't able to play against Boston College in the military bowl. Uh, what are your thoughts on the program as a whole and where it's trending? Because it certainly uh, seems to be on course to, um, to play for a conference title and, and win one like you did, Brandon. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Like, you know, <laughs> the, you know, the beauty about being a part of this fraternity is that despite you no longer playing there, you, you really go out of your way to, to keep your eyes on it. I can honestly say that um, the, 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 the DNA or the blueprint that is utilized in our program right now is what we use to win, like you said, win championships. Um, and again, like Gary said, it all starts up front. 
Um, you know, the offensive line during my era, we had a strong offensive line and a power run game, play action pass, championship level defense. Well, from what I see, again, um, and, and again, it didn't start off easy, but from what I see as of late, that is the DNA that is winning us football games, okay? Um, defense is playing well, very creative, moving around, moving parts. But the offensive line play, like Gary said, has been an A+. And on top of that, we, we're very deep at the running back position as well. And, and again, we were as well, you know, when I was there. But um, I, I am very impressed with the attention to details, the blue-collar mentality, the physicality of our program right now. And I do think that it is a winning um, – um, you know, pedigree. I really do. Brandon, as a <clears throat> as a guy who was a bigger back, I mean, when you played, what was your what was your size and weight? So 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 when at that particular time when I played, um, I was six foot or six six foot six one, two hundred twenty five pounds. Um, you know, my my goal, you know, and and Coach Smith did a good job of letting us know what was going on, but my goal was to run between the tackles but also be a very good pass protector and catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Um, so, you know, that that's what I was asked to do. Um, Chris Johnson was asked to slash and dash and do everything else. Dominique Lindsay was asked to do more of the same thing. And we, you know, at practice, I do vividly remember that we put a lot of time into getting each other better because guess what? We knew that our reps were very limited. Okay. So, so coach Smith would tell us, Hey, look, make the most of your opportunity right now, because I don't know if you're going to get back in the next series. So, um, you know, w- you know, when you have that mentality, you take pride in, in getting better every single day, every single practice. Yeah, it makes the position as a whole a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, just thinking of, of you know, you as a bigger back, I, you know, I think you would have fit very well. And, and you as well, Gary, obviously at the center position. But, you know, you fit very well into a Mike Houston style system and you know, the power running game, the play action off of that down the field. But, um, you know, since we kind of mentioned the running backs, I mean, taking a look at this group overall, Brandon, what were your thoughts on on the running backs? I mean, I think we have a pretty good stable of, you know, three or four guys right now who we can kind of turn to uh, if needed. And, and Rajay Harris, obviously, coming off that ACL, so I shouldn't forget him. yeah i'm sorry i sorry i went out a little bit um so so as a whole um, i'm very impressed with the talent in this running back bunch um the bonds the bonds kid um he's a freshman um he he really impressed me with his uh with with his big playability especially on saturday but here's the catch i personally think that he's just as good on defense than he is on the offensive side all you have to do is look at his high school tape he is playing safety. He is running the alley. He is hitting hard. He's a great open field tackler. Um, he's a talented running back, but if he was not to play running back, I think he would definitely help us out in the secondary as well. Um, but again, it all starts up front. We're deeper. We're stronger. We're moving people. Um, but we're very deep in the running back position. Very deep. Yeah, definitely are. I mean, you mentioned Javius Bond, a talented freshman out of Georgia. Then you have Marlon Gunn. And we saw what he was capable of last year. As a true freshman, obviously, as Matt mentioned, Rajay Harris coming off the ACL injury. Um, let's see, you you, uh, you also you have some other guys in that room that are that are very talented as well. And uh, you know, there, there's certainly no no shortage of talent there for uh, 
for um, you know, the new coach in the room, but not new to the program. And um, that's, of course, I mean, a f- former um, former receivers coach um, and shifting over to that room. Um, sorry, I'm blanked on the name there, uh, but. Uh, well, yeah. well, 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 and, I, and I'll add this right quick. And sorry sorry to, to cut you off right quick, but I just want to add this right here. Our special teams is also going to be better. And the reason why is because the body types that's required to play linebacker or running back is also utilized on special teams. Okay, so so our special teams will be a lot better because of that body type that's at running back and at linebacker. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, and it's uh, and of course Raquan Boyette, uh, you know, Wilson native, and you know, was with the program last year as a receivers coach. Um, so he had coached running backs at Duke, and uh, very natural for him to shift over. And so, um, kind of. Taking a look at that offensive line, we talked about how much the offensive line has improved on the, the ground game, um, has improved uh, you know, just light years from where it was back in 2019. And here recently, the Pirates acquired a couple of offensive linemen, uh, both uh, who, who of which were uh, teammates at Akron in the Mid-American Conference. Um, and it's yeah. great to have those additions to the program. Yeah, Gary, I'll kind of throw that question out to you. When you're as an offensive lineman, you know, when you're coming in, obviously things are so much different now, fellas, with the transfer portal from the time when we played, you know, it's almost like a different game. But, you know, as an offensive lineman, you know, we have two guys that Bubba just mentioned from Akron that are going to be coming in, probably going to get here around like May. How hard is it and how long realistically does it take as an offensive lineman before you're comfortable you know, in the scheme? And do you think those guys, without really knowing them or seeing them, do you think they'll be able to uh, be ready to go for, for the first week? Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's a matter of, um, you know, it's almost like you, you put your hand down and, and, and you, you see man, you hit man in a sense. But at the same time, it's really going to come down to lingo, schemes, um, what kind of verbiage is used once you get that kind of locked in. I think, you know, at that point, it's really just like, hey, can I put my hands on you and go play ball, you know. And I feel like for a lot of those guys, it's going to be really interesting um, um, to kind of piggyback what Brandon was saying. When you know what you have behind you, um, that kind of puts in your head in terms of as offensive linemen, you know, you, if you just create a crease or a crack anywhere and you got backs that can fill that hole and they're going to fill it full speed and they're going to be able to do what they do, um, it, it really helps you to kind of the key in on technique for one, um, but also being able to kind of hone in on, you know, making that correct call, making that correct climb, you know, to the second level, all that kind of good stuff. It mentally just puts you in this like bruiser mentality, which is what I feel like is what I kind of saw. You know, it's not a lot of hesitation. Those guys kind of fired off the ball and they went to go play ball. And I really feel like a lot of that is because of the stable of backs that we have as well. So for those guys that are coming in, it's more so just kind of jumping in. Hey, let's get this verbiage, let's get this lingo, but let's go play ball. And I feel like that's a great opportunity um, for those guys and for the offensive linemen as well. And then overall, uh, just for our team, kind of going back and echoing on the initial question in terms of the trend and what I can see um, the trend up is that guys can jump in and they're jumping into a family and they're jumping into something that is like, hey, you get the lingo, let's go play ball. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing, man, because 
I just know personally, like we kind of mentioned, you know, kind of going through a lot of hit and miss when it comes to um, just who, who's, you know, your, your OC or who's, you know, your offensive line coach, all that kind of stuff. Um, but be able to create that um, camaraderie up front um, based off of the same language that people have been in the system, you know, a couple of years now. And I, I think that's going to be really key for those guys that are coming in. So this transfer portal has everything just kind of like, you know, in a <laughs> whirlwind, man. It's like you can just literally it's like the multiverse of college football. You can just dump in and just end up somewhere. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got to be able to just adapt. So. Um, that's really on the player, but at the same time, if the system that's set up there is sound, um, which I feel like we have and we're continuously building, man, I think those guys should be able to thrive well. well to Matt's point, I mean, kind of what you were asking there, Matt, as far as um, being able to make that quick transition, learn the playbook so quickly in, in fall camp and obviously throughout the summer as well, um, but you had Parker Moore last year coming in from West Virginia, and then Justin Red, um, who was so talented and coming over from from uh, Norfolk State. So and that, that's something else. Uh, to, and this is something that uh, this staff has obviously been through with those those two. Um, and then that's what a little more about uh, the the two coming in from Akron. You have um, Owen Murphy, and then also uh, Ryan Beckman. Um, and the thing that's great about them, um, they've started between 15 and 20 games. They've played against some pretty quality competition, maybe Ohio State, Auburn. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember some some pretty big names, they, and they played in the non-conference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And two really nice additions there. And, uh, you know, throw it back to Brandon here for a second. Brandon, um, obviously kind of the – I don't know if Bubba, you were about to ask this, but I think the big position that we all look at, the fans look at the most, obviously, is the quarterback position, right? And, you know, this year we, for the first time in a long time, it seemed like Holton Aylers played at East Carolina for 20 years, right? I mean, it seemed like he was there forever. I'm pretty sure he played with Gary. Hate to see him go, but I feel really good about, you know, the talent in that room. So we'll throw it to Brandon here. Brandon, what were your thoughts on, on the quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm glad that you asked me. Um, like you said, I mean, you know, obviously Mason Garcia, I did not realize that he was that big until I was on the sideline and I was looking he's at him on the field. He is really? a big dude, and he is well put yeah. together. I can definitely tell that he doesn't miss any workouts, and he has a cannon, and the, the, the kid can throw, and he, you know, and he can run. Um, you know, and, and he has a, a huge upside, but I was very impressed with, um, Alex, um, Flynn. he came out of nowhere. He, he was very efficient throwing the football. Um, he had an answer versus the blitz. He knew when, he knew when to pull the ball on reads. He knew when to hand it on reads. He was throwing on time. He, and he really impressed Dakota and I, when he kept it on the left-hand side and ran down the sideline, I was like, wow, who is this kid right here? So. Um, you know, we, we know about Mason. Mason, again, coveted coming out of high school, very talented, tremendous upside. But I was very impressed with Alex Alex's ability to throw the ball in that weather. I mean, his balls were coming out. The balls were hopping out of his hand, and all his throws had spirals on it. It was cutting through the wind. 
I was very impressed with the quarterback play um, because of that. So I'm very excited about about the the future of that position. Yeah, a couple of those things you touched on there, Brandon. Uh, Coach Houston referenced in the post game with Alex Flynn and Alex Flynn making excellent decisions on both with where to go with the ball and then you know making the right checks of the line as far as protections and uh, and you know, he you know he's been in the program for a while and, and it showed. Yeah, he uh, just and and just to kind of echo that in terms of, um, I was really impressed with Alex's command. Like it just seemed like he knew he knew where to put you. He knew what needed to happen. It just it seemed like it just came very very natural to him. Um, so I I think that was what I was pleasantly shocked by. Um, just because I I kind of um, you know just talking to Shank a lot in terms of. Knowing who you know, knowing who he is, and then um, I was really, I really enjoyed uh, the new, the new guy, um, Raheem Jeter. Um, mm. That uh, Houston, it was so hilarious. He said that he was like basically like a, a high school senior out there in the spring game. Um, in terms of just you know being that young, but um, he ha- he has a huge upside um, in terms of just his length. Um, but at the same time, and in terms of the season that's obviously upcoming, man. Between Alex and Mason, um, they looked really good. But for me, man, Alex, man, just his command in terms of what I could just see of how he commanded the huddle, um, how things just kind of seemed to ease in terms of people knew where they were going mm. um, based off of certain calls and his texts and things of that nature. Um, and that just, you know, for him, that's, that's, I just applaud him because he, he looked really, really good, man. And from what I've heard, he had an amazing spring as well overall. So, yeah, um, yeah, really yeah. Impressive. And Gary, I, I'm gonna add on to that, man. While we're still talking about this, mm-hmm. so so this is basically what I was looking at. Okay, so so again, you know, standing beside Dakota, you know, he's a secondary guy, right? Like coverage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was standing on the sideline, able to ID the coverage. Okay, so uh, you know, we do a very good job of mixing it up. Okay, we'll, we'll see some quarters, and it will spin to cover three, some cover two, yada yada yada. Well, Alex knew what we were in he knew how to he knew to attack the flats versus quarters he knew to throw it deep versus cover two he knew what to have he knew when to throw hot when blitz was in his face he was able to flick uh he was able to flip the flick the protection he was able to flip the run as well and i was like huh i was like okay so so i was very (laughs) impressed impressed with that but again kudos to, to coach k Kirkpatrick for yeah. spending a lot of time with those young guys because lo- yeah. losing a guy like Holden Aylers, I mean, that's a lot of experience gone. And, and, and that also means that, you know, that's a lot more pressure on coach K to get those guys ready so that they can pick the baton up where Aylers left it at and, and, you know, lead us to victory, you know? So, but I was very impressed with, I, I'm very impressed with where that room is at this moment and it's only going to get better. Yeah, no doubt, fellas. And, you know, it's, it really highlights the importance of having a veteran presence in the quarterback room. I mean, Flynn is a guy who he hasn't seen the field much on Saturdays, but he's a four-year guy. Um, by all accounts, he's a great teammate. You know, he works hard every day. Um, he's got full command of the offense to, to what both of you guys were saying. He was able to make all the checks and uh, recognize what defense they were in and um, so I think that's a huge benefit. Now, let me ask you guys this, and I'll, I'll throw it to Gary first. Um, you know, obviously you have – so you have Mason, you have Flynn, you have 
Jeter, who I think he's going to be fantastic, but not quite ready yet. I mean, he's just, what, probably mm -hmm. 17, right? I mean, he's a young kid. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about adding a quarterback from the portal just to make sure you go into the season with four options? Is that something you, yeah. you guys would consider doing? Yeah, actually, um, I know I heard uh, Coach Houston mention that um, in, uh, with, on the show earlier uh, with Brian. But I, I think um, that's definitely, from a number standpoint, I, I definitely understand it um, to have, you know, uh, four quarterbacks four scholarship quarterbacks in the room. Um, I think I like the idea of the experience um, that a guy um, who's kind of, you know, had some, had a little tread on the tires in a sense, um, but at the same time could bring um, an element of maturity into the room. And not saying that the guys in the room aren't mature, you know what I mean? But I think I, I get, I kind of get that in terms of um, a complete team type of guy um, who's mature enough to come in and really just kind of help, you know, the guys jail. So even if um, the big question would be, you know, bringing in a guy like that, and then if he um, ends up not not playing, you know, what does that actually mean for, you know, the mental for the room as well? But, I mean, that comes to the maturity of the guy that, that comes in. So um, that's a process where, you know, I, I feel like, you know, that's why, you know, the coaches get paid the big bucks. You know, <laughs> to try to yeah. figure out in terms of what that looks like and what that will look like for the room. But from a depth, um, from a depth perception of you know having that many quarterbacks in the room, scholarship guys, I totally get it. Um, and I feel like that's something where, um, it, I, I don't want to say it could be hit or miss in terms of you know if I was in the position, yes, I would be thinking the same thing. Um, but it would definitely be um, real heavy on me in terms of the mental of a guy that you bring in and just the maturity that a guy could bring to that room. Um, because I feel like the upside that's in that room with the guys that are already in there, man, like that's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. But at the same time, I wouldn't want that, you know, disturbed in a sense. Um, so that could be a, 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 big, a big decision to make. But I get it. I get it from a number yeah. standpoint. Brandon, yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, and I add on to it, man. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, it's funny because like since I've been in the high school game, I've been working with that position a lot. And I it is, um, I definitely understand, like Gary just said, man. I definitely understand the mental piece, especially when it comes to confidence. But at the same time, I I, I truly believe in competition, and, and if it takes, you know, you know, ECU bringing in another talented quarterback to optimize that position. And so be yeah. it. I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, uh, we see it in all the other positions. We see it at the running back position. I mean, look at how much talent they got there. We see it in the offensive line. We see it in the defensive yeah. line. We see it in the secondary. So whatever ECU must do to optimize their roster, if adding a quarterback to the mix is it, then so be it. At the end of the day, we just want to see legit, efficient quarterback play. And, and, and yeah. if it's not a guy on Saturday – then maybe it's a guy in the portal or maybe it's a guy on Saturday. You know, um, I just can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. That's it right there, man. Competition yeah. breeds the best, man. So it's like if, if, one of, if, if one of those guys can, you know, be pushed to be even better, totally 100% agree with that, man. So, yeah. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. I, I'll tell you – oh, Bubba, yeah, go ahead. I see you were going to chime in, Bubba. Oh, yeah, just on the quarterback topic – I uh, heard you guys discussing that, and you know, that's something that Coach Houston 
he said that um, there definitely will be a fourth scholarship quarterback brought in uh, from the portal. You know, I, I, we discussed Matt last night um, back in prior to the 2015 season when Blake Kemp was brought in. Uh, so you can find someone, you know, be it from the SCS ranks or what have you, that, um, you know, still in the portal that, uh, that has uh, somewhat of a proven track record. Yeah, yeah. It's the old saying, fellas, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And so true. Right, I mean, you know, you, I, one of my coaches at ECU used to say that every day. It used to drive me nuts when I was 18, but now I get it. <laughs> uh, you know, and you just never know. I mean, you know, you never know who's going to go down with an injury. And then, and then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're next man up. Uh, so I, I agree. I, I think it's the wise thing to do. Um, to bring in, you know, a, a fourth quarterback and just let this thing play out. Yeah, absolutely. And you just you just hit it right on the head because that's the point that I was getting ready to bring up as well. Um, durability, you know, playing Division One football. Yeah. Um, you guys know. I mean, it's a challenge every single week to stay healthy, and, yeah. and you know, especially when you're opening up at a Michigan. You know, um, at the end of the the challenges of our conference. You know, which doesn't get enough respect in my opinion but all you got to do is ask usc about about how talented our conference is traveling to the <laughs> west coast competing against uh texas san antonio north texas i mean there's a lot of talent in this league and again you, durability is number one and at that position you cannot afford to not have a healthy quarterback and be successful. You just can't. So so I'm I'm all good with it. I'm okay with it. And, and I, I'm very excited about the competition at that position. Yeah, certainly appreciate that you brought up that that game uh, in the Cotton Bowl between Tulane and, and USC. Obviously, uh, very grateful for everything that Lincoln Riley and then also Ryan Darty, um, one of your former teammates, Gary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Staff um, with Coach Riley at USC, appreciative of them. But in that one, I, I had to go with the underdog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy that Tulane won that game. It was like, uh, you know, it was like it was like Rocky or something, you know, like the the, the underdog, you know, w- wins the big the big fight. But, uh, you know, guys, I wanted to ask you, uh, I'll throw it to Brandon next. Um, you know, what, what about, I think the one position that has me a little concerned is the outside wide receiver position. Uh, we lost a lot there. You know, we lost Winstead. We lost C.J. Johnson, who played primarily in the slot last year. But, you know, he did play outside earlier in his career. So that's the one position that's got me a little uneasy. I, I would try to add a portal guy there if I could. What were your thoughts on that, Brandon? What did you see? Uh, did you see anything on Saturday um, that you can share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, like you, um, you know, I was worried because, I mean, those guys that you just named, we're going to be seeing those guys on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if not on Sunday, we'll definitely see those guys in the USFL, XFL, maybe Canadian League. They're going to continue to play. But I will say this, um, the conditions on Saturday were brutal, but there's a few receivers that were able to make some some very hard catches. I mean, the ball was wet. I know their gloves were slick, but they were still able to make some some catches. Um, also, you know, at that position, many many of the guys just need an opportunity. You know, so 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 I I, I do think that um, between now and, and August, 
we're going to see somebody rise to the occasion. But I'm also happy because we're protected because we got tight ends. We got H-backs, you know. And, and lastly, I mean, these running backs, they better learn how to catch too. So, so I'm, I mean, if they want to play. So, so, I, so, you know, as far as the wide receiver position, I'm not as concerned as I would be with the offensive line or the quarterback, just because just knowing the track record of this, these coaches that do a good job re with recruiting. I mean, they're signing guys from UCLA and from all over the place. Um, we're going to have a plan at a wide out position. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I, I totally agree with that in terms of, um, I think that's the one place where it seems like um, somebody just will turn up. Cause for me, it was one of those things where, um, even when Isaiah Winstead came in, I really, you know, I, I heard the name, but then I was like, whoa, who is this kid? Um, that was kind of how, how it happened in terms of just paying attention. But um, I feel like even through the portal, you know, that's one plus. You know, we can go out even with uh, the kid. Like we went and got uh, Jalen Johnson. I think he's going um, to be pretty stout. But at the same time, to get some size um, out there, I do, do agree. A guy that can just – um, it felt like Isaiah and, and Holton had like a some kind of like mind Jedi type thing going on sometimes <laughs> with the the way they could just you know it just seemed like it was a it was a snap and it was a five five yard something that turned into ten yard something or whatever um, and I feel like um, to go get a guy like that through the portal would um, will probably be happening um, but at the same time like Brandon said like okay guys who wants to step up and go get it. And I feel like that that's something where um, the coaches that we have, man, I feel like they're really good motivators in terms of, you know, the guys that are in the room, like who's going to step up. Um, and then on top of, you know, just having um, a lot of our quarterbacks uh, with the big arms that they have. It's like, hey, guys, there will be opportunities. You know, like Saturday wasn't indicative of necessarily, you know, all playing conditions. So, you know, you get a nice a nice day and you, these guys can get back there and spin the ball pretty good. Hey, man, like, let's go. You know, that's, that's an opportunity to go get it. So we'll see. Uh, but but I do think that transfer portal is going to, you know, something's going to brew in there as well uh, with that with that outside position on that receiver. But, man, the guys in the room is like, come on, man, let's go. And I feel like, you know, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll work through it. Got camp and all that kind of good stuff. And then, um, like, I'm 100% with Brandon. Competition is going to breed everything in terms of what we're going to see on Saturdays in the fall. So um, those guys just have to take advantage of those opportunities, right? So uh, we'll, we'll, we will see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, last year we hit the absolute jackpot with Zay Winstead. And yeah, man. everything he was able to provide, obviously that was a unique situation because of the, the connection between the former passing game coordinator, Latrell Scott, who has since moved on, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. certainly don't expect to, to land anyone like that at this point. But I mean, who, who knows? I mean, not, not having yeah. uh, that much familiarity with who's in the portal at the receiver position at this, at this late date, but I mean, hopefully coach Houston and staff can, can uh, land someone there. But um, you, you do have uh, a guy like Duke transfer, Jarrett Garner, who was in the program last year. Um, yeah. Only had a catch or two, but uh, I know on Saturday, um, Brandon, uh, you, you probably noticed he, he had seven catches for about 60 yards. Co correct. And, and that's what – if you can make plays and 
Brandon broke up on the stairs. Like sunny outside well, again. Point, like, like just to just to give you all a snapshot of what we were experiencing on Saturday, I was standing right beside Coach um, Coach Shank and Dakota, and we're like we went from looking at the game in the rain to looking at the game raining sideways. Like there was a lot of wind. It was a lot of everything to the point where Coach Coach Shane, he was like, man, he was like, what are we doing right now, man? We must bring us some power football. I said, I know, man, it's crazy. You know, but 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 receivers were still able to make uh, very tough catches. Quarterbacks were still able to make very challenging throws in that weather. Um, so I, I just I just think that a guy's gonna rise to the is gonna rise to the occasion, but we also have depth at the tight end position. So hey, yeah. what do you do whenever you have a young quarterback? Find him a good tight end, a guy that that's yeah. that will help in the run game. I know Gary likes that, but a guy that will also help oh, yeah. in, in the passing game as well, like especially in the the intermediate area in the center of the defense. And yeah. Jerry Garner, uh, in addition to him, uh, you have Tyler Savage. He's a guy that's been in the program, mm-hmm. started off as a receiver, then last year is more of a hybrid role, and he made he made some big catches. Didn't have a ton of catches, but. The three, four, five catches that he had were pretty big situations. It seems like I call one up at Cincinnati, perhaps. And um, then you also have a guy coming into the program like Ryan King from uh, Georgia Tech. And there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, Savage is one for me I'm kind of looking out for. I'm really hoping for the next stage, like in his development, because he's a big target, you know, I don't. I've never stood next to him, but he uh, he appears to be six four or six five. Bubba, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I like to have that kind of a big target, and he is a hybrid type guy where you can split him out as a detached tight end, or you can yeah. kind of bring him six, down six, in three, line. Two, three, six three two thirty six. Yeah, that that's a nice target. <laughs> you know, that's a nice target. So he he's one. I think that like we lost a lot of production, but I think he's the type of guy he can kind of hope fill in one of those roles and, and, and produce for us. And kind of, I wanted to very quickly before we shift over and talk about the defensive side, some running back, uh, the name I couldn't think of Gerald green, the Georgia Southern transfer. Who's a proven commodity. He ran for about five or 600 yards, at least in his Georgia Southern career. Um, uh, perhaps even last year. And I think I want to say he made even top a thousand during his time with the Eagles. And then um, you also have Camaro Edmonds, who we saw a handful of plays a season ago. So hopefully he'll continue to develop. And then, as far as I know, uh, Nemo Squire and Pop McKay are still in the room. But, uh, the fact that we could just sorry, rattle ahead, off names. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I was just going to say real quick, the fact that we can just rattle those names off like that is a good sign. You know? Exactly. I yeah. feel like, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's – it's a plus in terms of obviously we have we, we have to show up and play, but the fact that what we can show up with, man, that's a that's a huge huge gift, man. That I feel like, um, hopefully that thing can get unwrapped on Saturdays and whoever shows up, man, that, that they can play some ball. So I feel like just through recruiting and all that good stuff, man, we we got some really good talent from the entire country, man, for real. Yeah, and um, and. Obviously, this spring you you had a guy like uh, Isaiah Foot who who wasn't even available, and um, you know, yeah. So um, so yeah, I, th- I think things um, 
Did, do you have the opportunity to meet new offensive line coach Alan Mogridge on Saturday? Actually, I didn't. I was uh, I was kind of bouncing around. I had some um, some kids that were from um, the high school uh, here locally in Raleigh that were there, so I was kind of hanging out with them and the parents. But, um, I, uh, one of the guys who's um, a center here in the high school is being recruited, um, and I mean he loved them. Um, I know Shane talked really highly of him, so I think that's something where I hope to to hopefully over the summer. I know just do a couple of camps and things that I'll um, always come back for that um, I'll be able to get to meet him. But I'm hearing great things. I know I'm seeing great things. Um, from what I saw from the stand, it seems like he's a fiery guy. <laughs> so um, so that's that's a plus, you know, uh, kind of getting after the boy. But uh, I think that's something where um, we got a good, huge land with him in terms of just some of the, the rushers that have come out of, you know, um, teams he's been on and offensive lines he's been been able to command and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it looks like a huge, huge uh, win for us with that, um, being able to uh, with Shank um, just yeah. kind of rolling out into the sunset on us. <laughs> yeah, very impressive resume. And Coach Houston said he made one phone call, and that was to Alan Mogridge you know, when he was seeking to uh, fill that spot when Coach Shank decided to step away from his on-the-field duties into the high school alumni relations role. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And, and, you know, guys, I think just to kind of jump in on that, I think even though I wasn't an offensive line guy, I, for me, it all starts up front. I mean, everything starts up front that you want to do. And to the point where, like, when I watch the NFL draft, if I had a first top pick, I'm trying to take the best offensive lineman I can just about every time because I think everything starts up front mm -hmm. and, um, I know Gary will agree with me on that. Uh, I love it, man. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, you know, I'm happy that you know Mike Houston got the guy he wanted to coach that spot because yeah. it's just so vital. If if you don't play well up front, you're not going to be able to protect. You're not going to be able to run the ball. You're not going to be able to throw it. It's the lifeline of everything in your program. So very happy with that hire. Also, really happy. Kind of flip it over to defense a little bit. I heard an interview with a new uh, defensive back coach, Jules Montanar, Bubba. Uh, really impressed with him. I think he was a really strong hire too. Um, you know, Bubba, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I had the chance to listen to that interview that you referenced. And he he was on, uh, I believe it was the Brian Bailey show uh, within the last week or two. Um, he he was coming to East Carolina from Temple. Uh, very strong resume. And he's someone when Coach Steve Ellis, um, corners coach, elected to move on uh, to the University of Louisville, that uh, Coach Houston said that he had that uh, previous relationship uh, with Jules going back at least about a decade. I think um, the times didn't or past didn't cross at James Madison, but he had been on Coach Everett Withers' staff when Everett Withers took the Texas State job, and. Um, Things just didn't work out for him to remain there at James Madison. But Coach Houston said that that was something that was considered back then uh, during his days with the Dukes. So, um, but yeah, uh, overall, I mean, what I've read and heard from him so far uh, seems like a, a very impressive hire. And you know, he cut his teeth uh, in the coaching business um, down in Tuscaloosa, uh, I believe, at least under Nick Saban. I think it was at Alabama. Hmm. Can't go wrong with that. No. 
<laughs> but um, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and yeah, um, yeah, I, I was going to just add on to that as well. Um, so I got a chance to, you know, catch up with my mentee, Tamir Brown. He was a defensive back. And we got a chance to, to eat and, and, you know, I got a chance to see, you know, hang out with his family, et cetera. But when I asked him about, you know, his new coach, his new defensive back coach, the first thing that he told me was that he was, that he was a, a fantastic teacher. OK, like he said, he said, coach, he said a true story. He said, coach, he is teaching me so many great things. He's teaching me the, the wrinkles about the coverages, how, how to bluff the call, the body language, the, the leverage, like if, you know, he I mean, he he was scream, screaming his praise. You know, he was screaming his pra his praise from the highest mountaintop, not even knowing him that long. But the first thing he stood out, the first thing he echoed to me on Saturday was that, hey, coach, he is a great teacher. So anytime that you got players that are, you know, chanting, you know, the, the praises of a coach and using that name, you know, using that that description, uh, that, that's a good thing. Definitely. So so great teacher. We love to have it. That's awesome to hear. And before we talk more about the defensive side of the ball and some of the personnel there, um, while we're on the topic of coaching changes, you have Dyrell Roberts, a name that I know you're familiar with, Brandon. I uh, don't know how, if you had the opportunity to interact with him any on Saturday. Obviously, the guys were busy, but uh, he had that Virginia Tech uh, playing career where he was a standout uh, receiver and kick returner for the Hokies. And then um, he, he's done some nice things in the coaching profession uh, coming to East Carolina from Eastern Michigan, where he had just been elevated to the passing game coordinator by head coach Chris Creighton. And then uh, Aaron Hour uh, is also a new receivers coach with, as I mentioned, Raekwon Boyette uh, shifting over to running backs. And uh, Coach Hour, he's someone that had already been on staff and you know, one of the, the analysts or uh, quality control roles, if you will. But um, – He's someone that Coach Houston spoke very highly of, saying that he stood out uh, head and shoulders above the other candidates for that position, and he has a background with Georgia and Kirby Smart. You are, I, I'll just add this, man, and, and, you know, Gary, he can add on this as well because he's also a high school coach as well. Um, and and I'm, I'm not really sure, you know, how many times, Gary, you got a chance to speak with these coaches at these clinics, but I had a chance to catch up at these coaches at a number of different stops. Um, the, the, the Eastern North Carolina Coaches Clinic in Greenville. Got a chance to catch up with them. Fantastic dudes. Very consistent. Got a chance to the, the hear them out in Greensboro. There was a co winter coaching clinic there. Spoke to the coaches. Same people. Got a chance to see them again this past weekend in Raleigh at the mega coaching clinic. App State, yeah. NC State, ECU. They were last, but they had practice earlier, scrimmage earlier, but they were the same, they were the same people. I say got a chance to catch up with them this past weekend. I say to say this, they travel together, they're on the same page, they're all about it for the right reasons, they're all masterful teachers, but they're even better human beings. Again, you can walk up to them, you can have a casual conversation with them. It doesn't even have to be related to football, but they'll sit there, they'll have a conversation with you. And and those relationships mean mean a lot. I mean, Gary just brought it up. Hey, ECU is is you know looking at one of, you know one of the kids in his program. Well, you better believe when our kids start asking us about coaches. You know, we played at ECU, but we can honestly say, hey, look, you know, they're going to take care of you. They're real people. They're genuine people. And I just love that about what Coach Houston has going on right now with bringing in these types of coaches. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it's so hard. And you know, Gary, you could talk to a little bit more about this. But in this era of football. You know, it's such a 
transient business where not only players are coming and going, but, you know, coaches, right? I mean, you have a great year and then you get a big contract and maybe you need to make that next big move. Staff continuity, Gary. And, and I think this is a perfect question yeah. for you as a guy who had multiple head coaches, right? How important yeah. is that continuity amongst the football mm-hmm. staff to be able to keep guys together for, for a period of time? Yeah, man. I think it bleeds into so many other parts of, you know, the, the, the totality of the program, right? So for me, for me, it was one of those things where, you know, my plight was, you know, coming out of Virginia, I was getting recruited. Um, and my, my main recruiter was Steve Shankweiler, who was the offensive line coach, Steve Logan. Um, and I just fell in love with those guys, went ahead, committed, did all that good stuff, you know, played as a true. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, Steve Logan's gone. You know, Shane's gone. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's, that was kind of like this role for me in terms of it just started going, okay, like you start kind of second guessing your, your, your decisions, your thoughts, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then just kind of balancing that with you still are a student, right? So I think that's a big part of, you know, you know, going to class, being consistent, being efficient, making sure that you're doing what you need to do to be able to stay on the field, all that kind of stuff comes into play. So when you talk about staff continuity um, and guys like what Brandon was saying, like from the guys that I've met um, even this year, you know, the fact that I can actually have a conversation with them and it could be 30 minutes about not talking about football. I think that's a big deal um, because that means it tells me that they're talking to their guys that way too. Um, and that's really big for me in terms of, you know, how I go about coaching as well is, you know, how are you doing? What's your personal life looking like? How can I help in that regard? Because it's going to matter on the field in terms of who shows up. So I think that for um, that staff continuity is huge, man. And that's being able to sit down with Coach Houston. Um, last, I believe it was last summer I had a chance to sit down with him and just kind of hear his thoughts on just like, you know, his wife, his kids and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, for me, that means a whole lot because I feel like that's going to directly affect how those guys approach the field, how those players actually attack each day. Because when you know what your worth is, um, it makes you understand, you know, the privilege that you have in being able to play Division One college football. So um, if, if college coaches are on the same page, and like Brandon said, every um, – oh, my bad. No problem. Went out there, um, but just to finish that thought, all I was saying was when I, those guys are consistent from what I've been able to see, because I always want to, you know, speak from the personal standpoint of like when I've talked, been able to talk with them, catch them, you know, in the in the sports, uh, in award and or anywhere, um, those guys have seem consistent. So I know that's what's getting told to our to our guys in that locker room and in the meeting room and in position meetings and on the field and all that kind of stuff. Um, and to me, that does my heart good <laughs> because, mm-hmm. so, you know, for my guys in my, in my time where we went through so much with so many different coaches and, but still having, you know, power faithful behind you, man, it was, it was huge to kind of, for me in my career with Skip Holtz and they kind of see what was happening and what has happened, even with the ebb and flow, um, but to kind of see what is happening. So when you get a staff like this, and what I'm seeing from Houston, from the top down, that they actually care. Um, that's exactly what I'm telling kids that I come, that I come across as well. Like you're gonna get a family when you get there. So um, I think it's huge. 
huge, huge deal. And that's something, final thing before we talk a little more defense, but um, since you brought that up and with both of you guys uh, you know, being high school coaches there uh, in the, the Triangle area, uh, and with that being the case, and Coach Houston, and I heard in the interview today on the Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio, um, Coach was talking about how crazy the month of June is going to be, but it's, it's a great thing because you're going to have 4,500 prospects on campus. Oof. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. And, and um, before we shift to the defense, I just wanted to, to add this because Gary, he, he just brought up a good point. So we heard the side about continuity and the lack of when he was there. Well, I personally think that part of the reason why we were able to completely turn the thing around at during my years was because we didn't have a lot of staff turnover. We, mm-hmm. not, we had the same coaching staff. And something that Coach Holtz will always tell us is that, hey, look, we got staff continuity here, okay? So, for example, Junior Smith, he was my running back coach all the way through, mm-hmm. okay? Shane Weiler was the offensive line coach all the way through. Coach Kirkpatrick was the wide receiver coach all the way through. We upgraded and got Coach Hargrave for special teams all the way through, okay? Um, so, so you know, Coach Hudson, defensive coordinator, all the way through. So, uh, Coach Rock. You know, bless his soul. He was the same defense line coach all the way through. So continuity matters, man. And and if any time that you can find a staff and keep them together, great. But if you're unable to keep them together for financial gains or purposes and opportunities, hiring the right guy is important. That's something that Coach Houston did say in, in Raleigh. He told us that there was a lot of applicants for these positions that were open, but he believed genuinely in hiring the right guy. Fit is everything. And whoever he brought on staff, they're talking the same language. They're treating the kids the same way. They're hitting agendas. And it just yeah. works great. So so kudos to him and the coaching staff for, for you know, following the same direction. You talk about the strides that have been made in the trenches um, you know, on the offensive side. Certainly the same case on, on the defensive side. Coach Houston said that this is uh, undoubtedly one of the strengths of the of the team with, with a guy like a Elijah Morris, former walk-on who earned a scholarship, and then uh, also uh, Deontay Johnson, et cetera. Yeah, we'll kind of throw that to Brandon. Brandon, what were you, what did you see? Uh, anything on Saturday from the D-line or the DNs that, that really kind of <laughs> jumped out at you a little bit? Not to put you on the spot there. Well, but- no, it's all good, man. I'm glad you asked me that question, man. So, so, so like Gary said, man, listen, the first thing that I look at is, is the trenches. And, you know, it's it's easy to, to fall in love with the bells and whistles on the outside, you know, and all that good stuff. But you ultimately win and lose games up front. OK. And what I will say is that the offense, they had a few plays, but it definitely yeah. wasn't easy. There was some hard yeah. hits out there. There was some, pen, you know, defensive line were, were jumping the snap and penetrating the offensive line. Um, you know, there were a few hard hits from the defensive ends. Um, at times, they did a good job of controlling the line of scrimmage to the point where they were moving our offensive line back, which resulted in a few cover sacks as well, right? A few tackles for yeah. losses and all that good stuff. And I want to say that um, somebody had some B-roll of, of one of the hard hits. Uh, of a running back thought that he was running free, defensive line, yeah. a defensive player came out of nowhere, laid him down. And the whole crowd was like, ooh, you know. So, but they, they play with an edge, and you win games with your offensive and defensive line, but your defensive line play is definitely stacked. They're long and they're mean and they're fast and they're athletic. So I was very impressed yeah. with the defensive line play as well. Yeah. 
That's one thing that I noticed. Um, the penetration that they did get uh, when they got it is because they were just active. They just don't stop moving, which as an offensive lineman can just like, look, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're good. Play's over. <laughs> but, um, but, but those guys are active, man. I, I loved it. I, I actually loved it. I think um, the what what I've just kind of noticed over time, I feel like in the last maybe three to four years, is like um, you know you, you get the the big hit like we did get. I know it was like towards the end of the scrimmage, um, but I feel like the consistency of the activity up front. And when I say activity, just I'm watching hands. I'm watching how they're slipping blocks, how they're trying to defeat blocks, how they're trying to get off there, always moving. Um, so, you know, so kudos to the conditioning, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Big John, um, because those guys are moving. And even in their rotations, man, they they went hard um, pretty much all throughout the, the scrimmage. So it definitely didn't make it easy in terms of um, there were times where they, they, they got home, they got through there. So it's, it's one of those things where they're always active and they're, they 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 have active hands and, and movement, so that kind of that kind of excites me. Even though I'm an offensive line guy, um, I feel like you know that's that's one of the things where I mean they they can create some problems and they're going to create some problems this year because they're very active. That was my my one thing that I I took away that I thought was a really good plus that I haven't um, that I'm well I would say it like this that I'm seeing that trend again that we talked about earlier that trend going up. So defensively, man, our defensive linemen are getting back active. Because I remember young pups that came in when I was going out, um, like the C.J. Wilsons and, um, you know, guys that they remind me of those guys who are just active all the time, moving their hands, moving, slipping, dipping, all the good stuff. So, yeah, man, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about those the defensive line specifically for me. Shifting back to the linebackers, um. Coach Houston said the, the the linebacker room is definitely better than it was a season ago, and mm-hmm. bring in a couple of um, all conference FCS performers in BJ Davis from South Carolina State, and then Taekwon King from North Carolina A and T. Uh, then you have a guy like Ra Ra Dilworth coming in. He, I could see him just what what I've read and seen on film of him, um, maybe being a Gerard Stringer type with his athleticism mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. the speed that he's going to bring to the table. Then you have a guy like Mike Edwards who played over 500 snaps down at Georgia Southern and uh, played sparingly, I think primarily on special teams a season ago. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, quality pieces there at linebacker. And uh, Zakai Barker, um, I know Pirate fans were raving about uh, some of the, yeah. some of the licks that he was laying on folks on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I, I about to say you can't miss because he he was when he had a chance he bought that guy's exciting man yeah, everybody he was a fan favorite coming out of high school from his film I remember he was laying the wood but uh, you know Brandon my my quick thought on this linebacker core is not quite as big maybe in terms of just overall size and weight but I think these are guys who can run I think they can run I think they're gonna be you know, if they if they invest the time to really, you know, learn the scheme like like I'm sure they will, I think they'll be better in coverage. Um, and, and, but I think the the ability to run could make a big difference. That that's kind of my quick thought when I when I think about this group. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. And and you know, this calling for what it is, and you even see it in the high school game. 
Um, as a linebacker, you got to come up. You got to fill the gaps. You got to make tackles. But you got to be able to also help with the underneath coverage. That's just what it is. Um, and, you know, these types of linebackers fit what we do, which we do a lot of movement. Well, pre-snap, we line up. Post-snap, we're in something completely different. Again, I saw that with the defensive line. They're quicker, right? To, you know, they're line up in one technique. And then when the ball snapped, they'll shift to something completely different. And the linebackers will do something else as well, okay? Um, but these these linebackers eat up a lot of space. When they see the ball, they get to the football. They can run. They can change directions. I even saw a few times where, you know, one to two linebackers got cut on the play. But guess what? That got up. That got in on the tackle. You know, that's the type of intensity you need to play that position. And we are very athletic at the linebacker position, very athletic and aggressive. Taylor Jackson, uh, he's he's someone that really stood out in the bowl game. Uh, that's another name I failed to mention, but uh, I mean, I saw a few highlights of him making plays on Saturday. So uh, yeah. he's a, he's a, another name to to keep an eye on. And then uh, very raw from uh, from what Coach Houston's saying, but uh, he said he just raves about his length and some of the plays that he makes. And that's uh, Samuel Dank. Yeah. Like and to echo that even even kind of pointing out Taylor, um, and and I mean to echo even Brandon, um, just from my view, sideline to sideline, we're going to get to the ball, you know. So um, we have some very athletic guys that just to me they're just you know they just drunk a couple more protein shakes than our safeties. <laughs> That's kind of how I you know I kind of view them in terms of you know the build. Um, in terms of being able to fly to the football, um, how they how they mix it up is going to be something that we're just going to have to see um, during the season in terms of being able to step up, come downhill um, when they meet, you know, your guard coming around second level. You know, what does that look like for them being able to defeat those those types of blocks um, when guys get to the second level to them? But man, the way that they can fly sideline to sideline if they're making their reads in the type of defense that we have, they're they're there. And when they get there, they're bringing something. So I feel like, um, like Brandon said, like the, with the type of scheme that we run, this athleticism that we see in a sideline to sideline type of linebacker, um, we have a room full of them, and they could be, you know, raw in terms of just athleticism. Um, but that's just that's just a matter of just coaching them up and bringing them up in the scheme um, and getting them in the right places. Well, well, well e- even even the body type, man. Like, what, what do we notice here? We're, we're deeper running back. We're deeper in linebacker. Hmm, what does that mean? Yeah. Your cover teams. Your cover teams are going to be a lot better. Your kickoff cover is going to be a lot better. Your punt cover is going to be a lot better. Your punt block is going to be a lot better. Okay? So, basically, it seems to me like this staff really went out of their way this upcoming season to add athleticism to our program. Okay? So, so, so uh, pay, pay close attention to our special teams units. You know, it's <laughs> it can be it, – it can be very fun this year. Very fun. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's an excellent point. And, and shifting back to the, the secondary, and we talked about new new uh, corners coach, Jules Montanar, um, and he will be working with um, guys like Isaiah Brown-Murray. Uh, you talked about Tamir Brown. You know, if, if you would, you know, talk about uh, some of those guys in the secondary that, re- that really stood out to you on, on Saturday and what you've heard from Tamir or, or some others. <laughs> Uh, length and athleticism, man. Look, like the linebackers, the boys can run. They can run. They can run. They can run. Um, again, track. Uh, Ty Mears words. Hey, man, it's a track meet every day. 
we all know in order to play that position, you got to be able to run. That's just what it is. Okay. I will say that now we might not have as much experience as we had before, but I will say the length and the athleticism is definitely a major plus. Okay. I was able to clearly see the coverage that they were in pre-snap and in post-snap. I was able to clearly see the technique that they were using when they were covering. I can I could easily see man versus zone versus force, everything. They're well coached. And again, ECU is ECU's defense makes their bones off of disguising the coverage. And again, I was able to clearly see their alignment pre-snap. And then as soon as the ball moved, they shift to something completely different, which at times was confusing the quarterbacks. Okay. But if they can confuse our quarterbacks, I'm confident that they'll be able to confuse other teams' quarterbacks as well. Okay. But um, very athletic, good tacklers in the open field, um, great communicators. Because you all know um, coverage, uh, coverage busts occur for what? A lack of communication. But they were on the same page. So, so that, that's very fun to see. And I talked about, yeah. you know, just to kind of jump in on that really quick, Brandon, I think, and, and I think you've all mentioned this word throughout the course of this, this show, but it seems like the catch word of the off season that this staff was really focused on was length, um, especially in the secondary at the safeties and at the corners and, you know, watching us last year a little bit, guys, when we were really kind of struggling down the stretch a little bit up at Temple and when Houston came into Dowdy, we were we were kind of we were playing eight to ten yards off. We weren't really able to get up into a receiver's chest and reroute them and play physical. Um, and, you know, I think that lack of length at time did show up. Um, so I agree with you guys. Length, athleticism, mixing up the looks. Um, I think I think there's a lot of potential, you know, with this group to do that. And they definitely have, you know, longer frames in the secondary than we've had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll pass it back. And I just want to say this now, you know, you can get away with not having sides. For example, Travis Williams, he was a dog. OK, I mean, wasn't that tall, but he was a dog. He was my teammate. Gary, I know he was yours as well. OK, uh, 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 Cal Chase. Hey, man, listen, I'll tell anybody, man, look, he was a dog at safety, barely 5'6", excellent communicator, yeah. hard hit tackler. Was he really? Man. Wow. So, so yeah, he wasn't that big. No, no, he wasn't. No, Cal Chase was not that big. He was not that big, yeah. but, he, but, but he, he didn't miss tackles. He was able to cover. Yeah. He was able to communicate. He was the captain of our secondary, um, you know, you know, my, my, my uh, first year out there. Okay, he did a fantastic job. But I say to say this, okay? In today's game, okay, if you don't have that, you better have athleticism. You better have guys that can yeah. play in your face and run stride for stride, which, and I can say with confidence that we do have a number of those guys on our roster. You know, those guys that can crack a sub 10, 5, 6, 6, or a 10, 6 in a 100-meter dash, FAT. Again, it's all on mouth split, right? We do have that type of athleticism, but, you know, we don't want to rush them into it. Okay, we want to ease them into the process, teaching them the schemes co correctly. And then once they start to build that confidence, hey, you know, if Coach Harrell want to go zero blitz and seeing everybody, oh, you know, he it's okay because he has guys that, that can latch on to you, you know. So um very good athleticism. Another another piece that provides tremendous length at corner. 
that we saw in the bowl game. Uh, he's a guy that, much like Taylor Jackson at linebacker, we had seen sparingly throughout the year, but uh, really stood out in that blowout win over Coastal Carolina down in Birmingham, and that was Siobhan Ravel at corner. You know, 6'2", about 185 pounds, and really made some nice yeah. plays that night against the Chanticleer. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. I think even with what, what um, the 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 key thing in terms of anything with our secondary is communication. Like with 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 the communication and knowing what we're doing, um, that's always going to be to me the 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 main. The main thing that puts um, our athleticism at best work, right? So if, if we can be in the right spot and know what what coverage is, what what splits, all the different things that go on back there, man, I feel like having a true captain. Because um, like like Brandon said, because Kyle Chase he came in with me. Um, well, actually, no, Kyle Chase is a year younger than me, but um, but he he communi- like those guys communicated. Chase Van Eskridge. Um, K. Ross, it was a lot of guys where it's like when you're actually understand, again, that's why I went back to when you just understand the lingo, you understand the verbiage. Um, now you have a chance for your athleticism to just take over because you know where to go, you know where to be, um, you're, you're on the same page. Um, and what I see with our secondary is going to have to be communication in terms of just knowing what are we doing, how are we doing it, so that at that point we're just full speed and we're letting that athleticism you know, poke through. So um, that's something where um, that's what I really, really um, want to see um, and, and saw de- definitely saw saw that Saturday. But um, just that communication and them guys feeling, you know, just extremely comfortable with one another that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have one more question for you guys. But first, let me just say I, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, definitely want right, Baba, we need you guys to come back during the season when we can really analyze games and really appreciate your guys perspective um i'll throw i'll kind of we'll kind of hit both of you guys on this question but i wanted to ask you now that we've kind of covered you know the personnel and whatnot heading into michigan game one fellas you know las vegas is going to have us as a big underdog um i know what my thought process will be i'll start with you gary gary you're going into that environment right you have a new quarterback some younger players, but the talent is there. What, what's your mindset going into that game? As man, a player, what's your mindset going into that? Man, look, you you give me this stage, and let's go bust some heads, first of all. <laughs> like that's just straight up and down. And I feel like that's the mentality that, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of these guys you know, are going in with because it's like, man, this opportunity is a blessing. You know, to be on a stage of that caliber – um, we all, you know, can think back to what App State did years ago when they went up to the big house. So it's one of those things where it's like for not to lean on that, but at the same time for those guys to really understand like, hey, this is a stage that you get a blessing to be on. So, man, go everything you got, which hopefully that's every weekend. But, man, um, you can't you can't deny it. You know, you're going mm-hmm. to the big house to play Michigan. Like, come on. Like, that's, that's something where – um, if nothing else, you know, you've been coached up, you've been through spring, you've been through, you know, training camp in the summer, um, understanding the game plan, like, man, just understand the blessing of the stage that you have and just go get after it, man. Like, mm. it, 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 at the same time, they had to strap up pads just like you. 
Um, but that, so it's, it's not one of those things where you want to kind of taunt that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, this is real. Like you get in the stage to go put your hands on somebody <laughs> and, and make it make a real name for you know for ECU. So that's that's my mentality, kind of going in. Um, and I feel like we have a, a ton of guys and a, a lot of good leadership in our locker room um, that will take an opportunity like this and really seize the moment um, and really go get after it, man. So that's yeah. my hope. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I'll tell you what. I think if it's if we have a third and one situation, we need to put Simmons in there. Let's throw a jersey on him at fullback, <laughs> and let's let you let's let you bulldoze somebody, Brandon. I think you still got a few plays left. Look, look, hey, look, I, 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 hey, look. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, no, I bought that. Hold on, Brandon, because you know when we saw each other up there at the town bank center, man. I dabbed you up. I was like, yeah, you you got a couple snaps left in you. I understand, <laughs> you know, we out here in the triangle. You know, we trying to do what we're doing and 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 move on to the next part. But man, yeah, I would love to see Brandon strap that thing up and give you that. Man, that, man that look, time. man. Yeah. Look, man, it's funny because because why why you know why you were asking that question, I, I started uh you know my my juices started rolling, man, and then when I started <laughs> listening to Gary, I said, hey man, sign me up, man, put me in. But but I will say, man, with confidence, um, you know, I, I've been a part of the, these types of games before, you know, national television, loud crowd, nationally ranked team, etc. Maybe not to this extent, but played in some big time ball games. Well, I believe in keeping it simple, okay. And, and here's the recipe. And again, anything can happen. And I know that it's an upfield battle, but anything can happen. But this is what you got to do. One, protect the football. Boom. Take care of that. Give yourself a chance. Number two, run the football. Take that crowd out of the game. Okay. Number three, stop the rushing attack. And we know that Michigan loves to run the football. They love to run the football. Okay. And then four, you know, play championship level be um, special teams. Okay. If you can protect the ball, run the ball, stop the run play championship level defense i mean special teams hey give yourself a chance right there right there okay that that's the i mean that's all app, app state did you know that's all we did when we beat virginia tech and charlie i mean that's all we did was to take the ball and, and get all that good stuff if you do if ecu is able to do those types of things and just take that crowd out of the game hey you never know they got a chance yeah yeah armonte edwards and app state they certainly hit some big plays I uh, remember, seven, I don't know, probably 70, 75 yard slant route um, and you know, another big player, too. And you know, that's something, you know, may, maybe a Marlon Gunn or like Coach Houston uh, mentioned, Javius Bond, he's going to be playing as a true freshman. You never know. You know, he, he's obviously shown uh, that he has some uh, big playability. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, he's, he's probably not going to be playing as a true freshman, but. Uh, that's something, you know, it's, it's an awesome opportunity. And I loved Coach Houston's response when asked about it recently. He said, hey, he said, nervous. He said, what's there to be nervous about? He said, it's, it's an yeah. awesome opportunity for the Pirates. And he said, we're going to go up there and uh, get, leave it all on the field at the big house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. As a player, that's that, I think that's the best. I loved going into an environment. You know, we had an opportunity to play at Tennessee and at Auburn and my favorite thing was going into an environment where nobody gave you a chance. Nobody in the world thought you were going to win. And, uh, and you take that shock the world mentality. Um, So, you know, uh, I I just, you know, I know our guys will be ready to play. Uh, I know they'll be ready to go. Um, And, and, you know, like you guys, uh, I'm fired up too. I think I have three good plays left on the fourth, on the fourth one, I'll pull a hamstring, but I have three. 
I might have three, Bubba. <laughs> I believe it, man. Look, look, look whatever your back is against the wall, I'm here to tell you, man. Once your back is against the wall, you're gonna lean on your training. And if you had good training, yeah. you're gonna do what you need to do to make it happen. Mm. You refuse yeah. to let your teammates your your teammates down. So you're gonna figure yeah. out a way to get it done. And I will say that, you know, like Coach Houston said, there's no need to be nervous because guess what? You're prepared. You only get nervous when you're not prepared. I will say our guys are going to be prepared to play football. That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. And may the chips fall where they may, but they will be prepared to play to play hard nose football. That that they will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, mm-hmm. as Matt said, we certainly appreciate your time uh, spending 75 minutes with us talking pirate football this afternoon. Uh, as we wrap this up and, and very quickly tell Pirate Nation where you're coaching in the, the Raleigh area. Brandon, I know you are at Green Level, and you've since moved on to Southeast Raleigh. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, I just conclude, you know, I'm concluding my fourth year at Green Level, where you know I coach football, indoor and outdoor track and field, and I also teach business education classes as well. Um, you know, starting in the summer, I will officially transition to Southeast Raleigh um, to coach football. Um, you know, um, the, the ghost also coach track and field. Um, I'll be handling the recruiting there. I'm also, you know, an assistant fo- football coach there, uh, assist, assistant head football coach there as well. Um, I'm excited about getting started. Um, and, and, and I look forward to, to that next chapter in my life. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, Gary, you can tell Pirate Nation yeah. exactly where you are now in the triangle area. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in, in the Raleigh area as well, but, um, I've been um, mostly kind of working with uh, Roseville High School. Um, so I think one, one of the good things about um, being there is there, there's been a lot of talent kind of rolling through um, that area um, in terms of just sending a – we had a receiver go to Ohio State, one go to uh, Maryland, a um, couple of linemen um, that, are, that have been doing some things. And we have some, 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 some guys in the, in the cage kind of thing um, going on. So there's a brand-new head coach there. Um, um, and Rainier Rackley. So, yeah, so I've uh, been working uh, out of Roseville in terms of uh, helping with offensive line, um, being able to coach. And, and I think that's something where even Shank, um, uh, when I saw him Saturday, he was like, you know, we, you got, we, we, we shake hands. And the first thing he's like, so where are you coaching? Because I know you got to be coaching. And it's one of those things where that, he's been a good, just good mentor for me over the years, man. So, um, I'm excited to really kind of dive in. Um, so because I have uh, my own business and, and doing that, I have time to kind of help in that regard. Um, so that's kind of in the summer transitioning to helping more um, and really dig in with some offensive line guys because they have some, some some studs over there. So I'm excited. Um, so I, I think that's something where it's really crazy because I, I live literally like five minutes from Southeast Raleigh High where Brandon is. Man. Um, <laughs> but then it's like I drive probably about 15 to 20 minutes to Roseville. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's just kind of how it's going right now. But I told B, man, like, look, hey, man, I'm, I'm around the corner, man. So I, you know, I'll let you when I see you. <laughs> yeah, he, he really did that true story. He, You know, that's the first thing that he said, man. He was like, like, he was like yo, man, you right up the street from me, man. And, and, and yeah. you know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny because, you know, I've always lived in North Raleigh. I actually live closer to Roseville than I do Southeast Raleigh, ah. you know. And, 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 um, and you know, Rainier Rackley, he's a good friend of mine. We've been friends since, since his, you know, Elizabeth City slash Leesville Road days, uh, man. Yeah. So so when he got yeah, named yeah. a new guy, I was very excited. But but I'm very I'm very excited about the direction of football in the triangle. 
Um, there's a lot yeah. of good talent that's coming out. And we as coaches, you know, we get along well. You know, obviously, whenever it's time for us to compete, we got to do what we got to do. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, our goal here is, is to is to strengthen our brand of ball um, so, so yeah. that we can possibly send kid, more kids down east. You know, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely the aim. Definitely send the aim. them our way, fellas. We'll, we'll take them. Most definitely. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, well, Pirate Nation, really appreciate everyone tuning in or whenever and however you're watching or listening, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, you can find us. Be sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter at TheSportsOBJ, on TikTok and Instagram at The Sports Objective. And uh, like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, but for East Carolina football letter winners, Matt Semenza, Brandon Simmons, and Gary Freeman, I'm Bubba Rosenbaum. And we'll talk to you soon here on the Sports Objective. As always, go Pirates. Thanks, fellas. Yes, sir. Go Pirates. <laughs> Put it down like not even close. All out to the last whistle blow. For the flag, for the soul, and for bones. Everybody stand up, get your hands up. Let a team know that we got they back. This is our house, this is our town, our top. Everyone, not copy that. Everybody gonna see it's go bananas. Speed loud, but we don't hold back. Every foot, every yard, every first down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the wind going. Let the